What's up, everyone? Welcome to Simulation. Ori and I are going to be talking about unmet needs. So important. So crucial. <laughs> Ori has spent the last couple days since I've come back from doing those interviews in China, just identifying aspects of my being that can use improvement. And he's been calling me out. And uh, one of them was the unmet needs. Do we want to get specific with my unmet needs and give this as like an example? Uh, should we start with like more high level? What inspired you to shoot an episode on unmet needs? <sighs> A subject that is so important as we mentioned at the beginning yet gets so little coverage out of all of the content that exists. And so to be able to just talk about something that may be viewed as taboo or I can't show my vulnerability by talking about my unmet needs, that's why we don't talk about them on the internet or even really in person. Mm -hmm. So to me, uh, fields like that, where it's really clear that people are not talking about them, to me, there's usually something interesting about why. Usually. But it, but it also has something to do with just, uh, in general, the ascension process. It, you know, you don't want to talk about something that is, like, in the older part of the Overton window. Meaning, like, you don't want to talk about how owning slaves is okay, because that was okay over old thousands of years ago. And now it's like, dude, nobody should own slaves. Um, and so, like... We're, even though no one's talking about that, we don't want to talk about that. But no one's talking about unmet needs, but so this is like more on the other side of the Overton window where it's like, there's not that many people talking about it, but not because it's like old ethics. This is like new ethics that not enough people are talking about. So that's why we should talk about it. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, just let's quickly fix this so that it, uh, yeah, so it's pointed upwards. That's better. There we go. Um, yeah, it's a great topic. I think that unmet needs could be a key focal point to, it's like the key focal point to purifying ourselves and becoming uh, better vessels to uh, change the world. Mm, okay, so purification was the word that you used. You've been using that word a lot. What does purification mean? Um, purification means... Um... Purifying our 
What does it mean to you? <laughs> the classic. <laughs> we get this one on the show occasionally. We ask a question and the guest is like, what do you think is the most beautiful thing in the world? They just shoot the question back. It has something to do with karma. I love that. That thought. Say yeah. more. Say more. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Like... Undistorting our essential will. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm about to take it to. So uh, as you manifest your ultimate destiny and mission purpose into the world, purification is the process of removing bad intent and bad actions and increasing good intent. And what good. is bad intent? That's a, that's a, yeah, yeah, that's a hard question. What is good versus bad? Yeah. yeah. To me, it's uh, unconscious intent. Just that unconscious intent is bad. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Like, when we, we talk, we're talking about needs, when we meet our needs, we can become more conscious to more of our needs. We can become more aware of our greater needs and our more expanded needs and our more transpersonal needs. Our bigger self, self with a capital S, that self's needs. You know, and... Um, but it starts with meeting the small self needs and having this healthy healing and integration process of our parts. So, um, yeah. Okay, so. So it could be that we have a process of purification that could be said is to clear away bad intent, bad actions, bring forth good intent and good actions, and as you described it, conscious intent and conscious actions. Because then once one's actions and intent become conscious, they are more aware of karma and therefore choose good rather than bad because they know that it has an effect, a cause and effect, a butterfly effect on their lineage and on the people around them and on their prior and forward. Yeah. So then you talk about this self that has the small self maybe that can be thought of as in this body right and then there's this big self this higher self big s self and that can be thought of maybe as your eternal spirit Yeah. And the process... Or the collective. Or the collective. Yeah. And so the process of meeting unmet needs and purifying yeah. starts with the little S self here in this body. 
Okay, so then what are the most common unmet needs? Mm. Um, that's a great question. There's a bunch. What are the most common unmet needs? Um, common unmet needs. I think the essential one, the essential one, you know, you could, you could list an emotional needs like the need for touch, the need to be held, the need to hold another, the need to do this. Uh, but if we go really essential about it, um, I think it has to do with witnessing consciousness itself, seeing itself. And so in that sense, one can meet all their needs alone. Not saying they have to, but um, if you get, it's all about um, the effectiveness of the witnessing. So you may have sexual needs, you may have like the other ones I listed, social, um, all kinds of needs. But if you get really good at witnessing them, at and there's many ways to do that, but basically your consciousness shining its light on this need hmm. um, accurately, accurate witnessing, then they tend to dissolve, they tend to heal, they tend to integrate, and it's healthy, hmm. and that's purification. Ooh, interesting. Okay, so... Uh, there's a myriad of unmet needs that are pretty classic for people. I believe there's still upwards of a billion people on the planet that don't have access to clean w water on a frequent basis. So that's still an unmet need. That one is very primordial, very basic. Then there's like the developing world needs. And like the developing world needs typically land in the categories you were listing about like uh, love, touch, uh, being held, touching others, etc. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, and then um, there's probably a ridiculous amount more of the most common unmet needs. But you said that the most um, efficacious process of purification is putting the conscious spotlight on the unmet needs yeah so let's give an example so let's in, instead of talking abstractly let's go right into me okay yeah okay i think that helps people a lot and it'll help me and yeah okay so we live in the developing world, so we have shelter, air, food, water, electricity, education, healthcare, basic stuff, transit. But a lot of people in the developing world still need of the basic need met of greater financial security so that they don't become financially ruined with an, even a tiny bill they can't pay their rent. Some stuff like that. It feels like our project is finally, slowly, after two years, making its way out of that. Like, yeah. Like, a $500 bill wouldn't make it so that we wouldn't be able to pay our rent, which it, like, feels incredible. Mm hmm. Okay, so. Now that's met, and so now it feels like almost like this next bit of escalating unmet need that's within me probably has to do with how... There's a couple right now that we've been talking about quite a bit. Um, like, one of them is uh, this longing for a twin flame of sorts. Mm. And that's kind of like what it's been like now, like more popularly called. Um, 
which I like that a lot more. I think it's a lot more accurate. Like this isn't some like swipe right and and have one night stand and then you know that's like more unconscious behavior. More conscious behavior is more like I want to identify someone that I don't even care if it's for a month, three months, six months, twelve months. If that, there could I be feel like we went through. away from what we were about to do. Which was what? Um, to look at your needs. Okay, well, I'm, I'm slowly listing one at least, which is this uh, need for like a twin flame. Okay, so why, why don't we stay there? Yeah. Okay. I was just intellectualizing about, oh, it doesn't matter the length, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Intellectualizing is one part of seeing, yeah. <laughs> but we also have our gut and our heart. Heart, yeah. And when I dip into my heart, when I think about the emotion around like a twin flame, I melt. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So this is so needs are are uh, you melt. Yeah. That feels uh that's cool. So needs have a lot of richness under them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so needs can really transform how we feel, and mm. they're so real, they're so juicy, they're so worthy of being worked with. Yes, they are. You have melting and ascending is another one. That's part of that whole twin flame process. Yeah. You kind of melt. Yeah. Because one of the things about this is now, I think, becoming more and more people are putting their spotlight on this, especially like really uh, well-studied philosophers. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's very fascinating. It's the phenomenon of when you're in that moment with a twin flame, that everything outside of the moment yeah. ceases to exist. You know what's interesting, if I can share? Yeah. Um, when you share that, I have a hard time sharing your joy. Perhaps because of my unmet need. Maybe we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Okay. I have a need for... And maybe this won't be on the list of needs in a book, but the thing that comes up is like... Uh, the phrase rightful place mm. Mm. and it feels like that need gets under threat when you share about your need Interesting. 
Now, I probably have some explaining to do about what I mean when I say rightful place. Mm. Um, if I feel into it, it's like um, just wanting my self to be undistorted. My expression in the world or in community or in relationship uh, or on video to be undistorted. Mm. My choice of who I am, my choice of how to be, to, to be undistorted. And so for that to land in the world in relationship on video, uh, in its rightful place. Um, and So something about your sharing feels threatening to that need. And I see your eyes and your energy field still kind of in this melting, as you put it, mm -hmm. state. Yeah. And that's beautiful. And normally, not that normally I would share that. I would like your melting is my melting. Yeah, you know? yeah. But in this particular case, um, I feel uh, I feel like I don't know. Feel not that. I feel like vigilant. Like mm. I feel like I'm scanning and I feel very alert about my social perception and perhaps the one that I want to have. When you're first talking about your place, your rightful place, is this beautiful journey that happens as you've adventured into this consciousness for you to be this little s self right now and try and reconnect with this big s self on what did i come here to do what is my purpose what is my mission that it's and this might be more about how I view the view, view myself and view other people it might not be right with you with what you're experiencing but that so much of the time it's important to set our our love for the journey for the process of becoming along the way moment by moment into the rightful place and each moment is a rightful place and like the verses what a lot of the time it looks like is that we say okay by this certain age i'm gonna have this certain thing and then that's gonna be my rightful place and i just i, I like like it makes sense to have these maybe little like milestones of like well we want to have a certain amount of shows done by a certain time or that we want to um go visit a certain country to do partnership shows by a certain time like have goals mm -hmm. but also just 
know that I'm not missing my rightful place by missing one of those goals, maybe, so that it's maybe constantly a process <laughs> of. Interesting. Also, we're in different parts in our uh, life trajectories, albeit we're the same age. We're in different parts of our life trajectories in the sense that, like, we maybe both have picked up our, uh, like, what we're passionate about around, like, the same-ish -ish time, mm -hmm. holding space, interviewing. Uh, but the karma behind those endeavors is different. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if you were just about conscious evolution and you're just in your bed all day, every day, meeting your needs, healing, growing, working with coaches, whatever, then you would be perhaps less connected to the web, the networks that you're here to connect with. Yeah. And so you have this openness, this interest, this readiness for healing and growth, but also in the back of your mind, you're sensitive to the timing of things and the connections you have. Does that resonate? Yeah, yeah that resonates, yeah. Yeah. It resonates and also... Um, it may be that part of the reason why my unmet need of having like a twin flame to endeavor with on the mission for however long it may be maybe one of the reasons why that unmet need and your uh, unmet need of being in the rightful place may uh, feel a little bit of uh, conflict is that uh, there may be a process of me meeting my twin flame unmet need and then maybe focusing less on the unmet needs of our project that we're working on and our projects unmet needs directly catalyze your rightful place as a space holder on larger and larger stages yeah and so that seems to me to make a lot of sense but also um with this whole twin flame thing i think it's really important to Put it into the perspective that it's possible that you and a you and a twin flame could have a very serious ascension process where you're both constantly working on each other in really beautiful nuance where it actually could benefit my project it could benefit her project that type of thing like a lot but it could also be a distractor for both her and I in that sense. So it's again, it's kind of like, who is this person? If it was truly a twin flame, wouldn't it be one that was a massive catalyst to the, both endeavors? And so that's one. Okay, one moment with this unmet need. Like, um, Yeah. One of the unmet needs was this like twin flame thing. And you know, one of the aspects was that melting and the other aspect was that ascending. So these like beautiful harmony of that. But also uh, another unmet need that I think is like that we should talk about is like uh, we have now uh, accumulated enough uh, ideas and enough um, especially ideas around content distribution and ideas around how to uh, awaken other people and inspire other people around the world through content distribution that there's like a very small unmet need right now maybe it's actually massive unmet need with having that bit more of financing to bring on a rock star full-time video editor to help us with the distribution 
and of these syntheses and dissemination of them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's another one that came up. Yeah. The need for the financial abundance to hire the teammates we need like a video editor, you say. Yeah. You know, the other day we were going into this and we uncovered a deep need, a deeper need. Hmm. Yes, let's unpack. What was it? Which was maybe the need for having enough. A very basic need. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a vibe I get when we bring this up. Yeah. Like, how does it feel emotionally when you really let yourself feel into your body about this desire for a text uh, video editor and more financial abundance for the project? Mm, okay. Up in your body emotionally. Like, both that, that I've had this feeling of this, uh, of this, like, un, this unmet, like, basic support that could help the show grow faster since, like, two years ago, but that now, two years later, we're at a much more significant milestone where it makes it more like, okay, come on. Like, we've done something at least, so it should be easier, which we just talked about a little bit ago, like a $500 bill isn't going to make it so we can't pay rent next month, but it should be easier for us to send this really cool deck that we've made to the different VCs and philanthropists and literally the people that we interview on our show and for them to feel like that they want to contribute to sponsoring some episodes or that they want to advertise on the platform or that they want to uh, link us up with the people that may want to invest in what we're doing. 10K, 100K, a million bucks can help move things along with what we're doing quite a bit. Right. At the smallest levels with a little bit of video editing and the medium levels, maybe a video production team and starting the TV series. And in the bigger stages, we can do movies, we can do books, we can do multimedia content, we can build a full-fledged recording studio in a beautiful house and travel to different places and procure guests of different calibers from around the world. Yes. And it makes it so that we don't have to, in this sense, now we have a next worry. And our worry isn't a $500 sudden bill, but our next worry is maybe something along the lines of like, well, instead of having like, like 2,000 bucks of like monthly reoccurring revenues, if we had 4,000 bucks of monthly reoccurring revenues, we wouldn't have to worry about this potential, um, we have an empty room right now and this house could go on the market for significantly more money than what we're currently incubating it for and so that's also something that we have to be very aware of like with that little bit more money we could come up with the funding to take the whole home and yeah and so like that's where we see this in vision we our vision is that filling the extra bedroom right now with a high caliber video editor and being able to take the whole home with this recording studio in the living room and and take off with the vision for at least the next nine months here and so now we have to deal with uh uh you know and what's what's two more grand a month mm -hmm. to billionaires <laughs> It's nothing. 
We just interviewed one earlier today. Like. Right. So. This is another unmet need. Is this feeling of uh, greater creative expression and potential and ascension and growth with the slightly bit more financial resources that enable us to go to the next level. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing. Like that basic need feels like it's pretty much there for a lot of a lot of people. That basic unmet need seems like it's there for a lot of people. Um, if only I had that extra, you know, for certain developing parts of the world, it's like ten or twenty or a hundred bucks. Yeah, would help them take have their business take off. Right. For needs are a double sided coin. You know, <laughs> they're two sided coin, but beyond the sides of the coin, there's the, the need itself and meeting it, and the love, um, the love, the love making experience of meeting the need. <laughs> I love how you called it a love making experience because that's what it is. It is, it is. It Once is. you hit that milestone of like, okay. A $500 bill isn't going to ruin us. It's like, that's a love-making feeling. Yeah. That also, in a sense, is kind of what you were referencing, I thought, with this rightful place. Like, if it's a love-making experience every moment of ascending into the rightful place... Yeah. 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 That's interesting. But just now, when you shared a $500 bill isn't going to ruin us. Yeah. Uh, again, I had a hard time sharing your melting, beautiful state. You know? Why do you think that is? Well, because there's an element of unconsciousness with that bliss. Let's talk about that element of unconsciousness. How do you see it? Um, there's an element, you're leaving the $500 bill and you're dreaming up that it's not, you know, you're leaving the $500, but you're not, you're not touching the $500 bill in making that statement. What does that mean? Like, if I was, you mean the like, reason why you're leaving it, the yeah. reason why your perception isn't perfectly clear yeah, 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 is yeah. because these needs hold weight. They, oh yeah, they, okay. We, we can't stay touching a $5 bill when needs are so real in us, you know? And so... So w w what does this mean? Um, like, I bet a good amount of people are actually experiencing something like this where they're trying to, like, move to the next level, in a sense. How would you foresee a conscious connection to that... Un what once was an unmet need of being able to fill a $500 bill if one came up, how would you consciously move from that unmet need, maybe integrate it, embody, and move on to the next level? How would you do that process? Can you ask that again more concisely? So maybe like, like level five is being able to fulfill a uh, $500 bill without issue. And level four is having serious issue if a $500 bill comes up. How do you make the move from level four to level five in a conscious way? 
because you told me that I was treating it a little unconsciously. So yeah. Um, AKA, how do you skillfully integrate like unmet need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, and you actually taught us about to put the spotlight on it, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm not consciously enough putting the spotlight on the $500 bill. Yeah. Okay. So how would you consciously put the spotlight? Would it be like, you know, you have done a lot of practice with journaling, a lot of practice with grief. So would for me then, would it be like that as well? Or how could I practice consciously putting the spotlight on the $500 bill, maybe reflecting back to the experiences where $500 bills really did stress me out a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, these are good. These are good. Has your need behind the question been met? My need um, behind the question uh, by you uh, validating how I felt about maybe it's journaling or griefing or or uh, reflecting on those experiences when it did cause a lot of stress that $500 bill I like that 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 seems like it would be helpful yeah sweet sweet yeah okay but then you also Okay, so okay, so let's 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 list these things. Okay, so if you journal or grief or um, or uh, reflect on the periods of time when five hundred dollar bill did stress you, that's one of these unmet needs and how to put the spotlight on it and uh, ascend more integratedly. And then there's let's say this other uh, unmet need, which is this, you know, this. Uh, just like to inflame one let's say like how would you recommend me or other people to do something like dive into their unmet need yeah yeah okay yeah well I'll just pause you because as you're sharing all this conceptual content yeah I'm feeling like like I'm feeling like a weighty, dense matter in the room that we've begun to poke at, if you will, and it's still here. <laughs> it's like a dead animal and that, and like, it's just like sitting on us and like, it's here for a reason and it's probably, um, maybe it's this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and share. Um, I had a very uh, unconscious lapse in my unmet need of twin flame sexual proclivity I had a very unconscious lapse I'm wondering if that's what it is mm. yeah and it's like what was present causing you to lose touch with yes what was the deeper denser matter yeah. That you were working around to function. What is this deep, dense matter? I actually had another minor unconscious lapse today. I mean, it just yeah. it just keeps happening, honestly. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is beautiful because... Oh my, there's all this stuff I want to share around it, which is, um, but, but... I wonder if I should right now. Because... Yeah. 
Back to the matter matter at hand. Okay, you can choose uh, whenever you want to pull that up, interrupt me in if you want to share. There's, um, okay, there's these, this, there's this like major unconscious lapse in sexual proclivity that wasn't even associated really deeply with the twin flame. Like the twin flame is some like really like ideal spiritual ascension with another being that is also like deeply romantically intertwined okay and then there's literally like the opposite of that which is like the deep primordial urges of monkeys to fuck yeah i like I like how you describe it with deep and primordial. And like for me, it's really hard to consciously ascend past the deep primordial monkey urge to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a humanness or even an animalness yes and it prevents you from um transcending both Ooh, yeah it, on a full embodied level yeah yeah you want to know what the other one is yeah just quickly um the other one i think that's such a human and animalistic tendency that is very difficult to escape to a higher state of consciousness as a being. The other one, I think, for me at least, is food. Food is the other one for me. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can fast for a day. Yes, I fasted for three days, once a month-ish. And that feels great. Feels pause, pause, pause. Yes. Is the monkey still here wanting you to express this other thing? Well, I'm getting, I'm getting there. These are, inex these, are, these are totally inextricably linked. Yeah. I, 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 I must explain this one as well. Okay. And there's a third example here that I think is actually uh, also linked to the other two, but that I have actually done a good amount of self-work on. Okay, so the, the I'm serious. So this could be pretty good. So there's this unmet. Here's okay. Here's an unmet need of sexual proclivity, uh, and at the highest point, like deep. I think I think deeper yeah. than sexual proclivity. It's it's actually just emotional. It's uh, yeah. It's a malnourishment. You know, you talked about food. Yeah. It all comes down to like food or emotion or like just life energy hmm so it's like a malnourishment interesting and with proper witnessing interesting okay yeah maybe you should continue on that for a bit okay because that's what i think it feels like for a lot of people this malnourishment like why do we look at someone on the street uh in a way that is deeply primordial um there's some sort of probably malnourishment that's occurring that is like if there was just a little bit more nourishment with um, that emotion like you were describing that maybe that that wouldn't the feeling wouldn't come up the malnourishment prevents us from touching the infinite nourishment that God has for us the unconditional love that's here that's why meeting needs is important because yeah. needs take us away from the unconditional love that is. So, back to the specific example at hand. Um, what's it like to be with, and this is so, people may not realize, this is so, like, you know, you could call this like a root chakra, like the lower chakra. It's like close to like your survival. 
and so it grips you it grips your being yeah it's not that easy to override yes yes and so now we're here with it we're being present to something real you know people call it an inner child there's a million ways to look at these things but there's something here and it's real and it's dense it's human or animal and it impacts your expression totally it impacts your embodiment of your soul or higher self yes and so now we're with it we're curious about it um what's your relationship with this thing mm. this is good that actually leads into that exact point that i was uh getting to a couple minutes ago you mentioned this really good point along the way that I just have to talk about quick which is that the unmet needs strip us away from the unconditional love this godlike unconditional love that permeates everything and that's why it's so important to meet needs I really like that a lot And then, what is my relationship to this density and this like root chakra feeling it just gripping me? One of them is on the uh, this primordial sexual proclivity and at its highest state can be seen as like a twin flame ascension the second one is food and in one aspect it's eating literally as an escape eating really unhealthy foods eating them excessively frequently uh binge eating um uh, it's a victimless uh crime you know, I, uh, I... <laughs> the food's the victim. <laughs> I, uh, I think, I think that... Gluttony might be, uh, like, there might be some sort of, like, a victim there. Although I get what you're saying with, like, victimless, I, I still would like to say, like, you have to slaughter animals. If you're, like, you know, there is a victim. Yeah. Like, or, or, uh, stripping plants of their life so you can consume them for the energy that they've yeah. taken from the sun so um just on a, on a quick uh just i want to see if i can knock these three out the second one has like this yeah gluttony addiction to food and then on this higher ascension of consciousness around food could maybe be something around like healthier eating habits that are way more rare rare only when you need nourishment and not like overly excessive and needing nourishment is arguable like you only need like a handful of almonds and like a banana and like a handful of spinach and you're like pretty good for the day so like there's some really serious uh stuff to iron out with our habits of eating excessive amounts of food three times a day that are okay then the third one right so i'm let's say i have i have some issues with the first one and some issues with the second one still that i need to put my spotlight on and work on that self-work with those two the third one uh yeah the third one, and this is the final one, for me at least, I was literally just thinking about this today. This one I've done better at. And so this is a different example, I would say. It's, a, it's in the same buckets, but um, a lot of people uh, are choosing to endeavor into alcohol, endeavor into cannabis, uh, endeavor into all different types of uh, psychedelics, tobaccos, uh, just basically uh, trip jumping. 
They got a jump from alcohol trip to cannabis trip to mushroom trip to smoking <laughs> cigarettes to like to just jump, 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 jump. And it's the same thing with food and uh, sex as people jump to those trips. Yeah. But um, and so with the um, with the drugs one, with the mind altering substances one, that's one that I finally I think I have a pretty good grip on that deep lower chakra that's constantly trying to get me to have that beer with everyone, drink that glass of wine with everyone, yeah. or smoke that joint or blunt with everyone, or take the LSD or the mushrooms or whatever. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, I'm feeling hella good about it. I'm just like, yo, the fact that I stay this sober on a daily basis is making my intelligence just super deeply compounded on what I'm learning every day. And I'm not like, messing around with my brain less activity. Less gunk in your vessel. Yeah. Less gunk sense. in your vessel. In a yeah. sense. So I have some gunk maybe with the first Alan, two. It's interesting, Alan, because when these needs arise and we're like present to them instead of suppressing them and like just brute forcing our functioning, uh, then we become impaired, you know? We realize like, holy shit, there's a reason why I wasn't meeting these needs or why I wasn't like uh, witnessing them and healing because... Uh, they're so like real and so they impair like we become impaired temporarily you know our brain function gets slower and we're it's like we're drunk but then the the after the before and after the after is like you're saying like this kind of our in, our vessels can become industrial grade <laughs> and uh, we can become our intelligence right people the word intelligence our intelligence becomes vaster our capacities and uh yes yeah let's get some water in this vessel oh my gosh that's so good damn so like you you we we've probably all felt what Ori's talking about where your decision making is literally clouded by the unmet needs in the deepest part of the chakra around uh, food or around sex or around drugs uh, or around any of these things. And like you literally feel like your mind is being clouded during that process. You're like kind of in a sense, you're like fighting. You're trying to ascend away from the most primordial needs but like do it in a way like you said that is highlighting and spotlighting the different unmet needs uh, and integrating them as you ascend uh, and not just like fucking pushing them down and hoping they never volcano back up because um, in a sense i've had that experience several times where i'm just like push 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 and then all of a sudden i'm like on a streak of doing something around <laughs> sex or something around food that is just not conscious because i've just been pushing the shit down yeah yeah When those are not fulfilled, the unmet needs, we don't have as much of a, a capacity to commune with God and with the divine and with unconditional love. Yeah. Because here's what happens. I can give you examples for all of these things. With the, with the sex, you're on the street, and you're just constantly drooling over the men or the women that you see because you have unmet need there. With food, instead of taking the, the food and literally respecting how it's nourishing you while you eat it and being grateful for it, you're just shoving things over and over again into your mouth. <laughs> 
the, and the last one, like with drugs, instead of being like, okay, for this one ceremonial, uh, every six months occasion, I'm going to uh, intake a very uh, small amount of, of a substance that is very small, that's just going to feel and ceremonial, see what happens, versus like literally going from trip to trip to trip, like multiple times per week, trying to ascend through through trips over and over and over again like there's like deeply beautiful ways godlike ways to commune with sex food drugs and so many of these other basic uh, unmet need categories but uh in many ways we're behaving i am on especially two of them um less consciously than i should be uh, and this is a beautiful lesson for me to meet those needs more deeply. And then that will affect myself, my relationships, my family, my everything uh, with just a deeper, more godlike feeling and less unmet basic needs feeling. This has been really good back and forth. I liked it a lot. Do you have more you want to share? Ori Shapira? I think that the next world <laughs> shall be one where those who work with their and others' needs next iteration
working with unmet needs. space to move without distortion. They should have a say. I love that vision. More space for meeting unmet needs. Love that. What do you think? Cool on rapping? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a lot of fun, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode on unmet needs. Let us know what you're thinking. Have more conversations with your friends, families, coworkers, people online about unmet needs. Let's just have that question be asked more often around our world. What are some of your unmet needs? And just have conscious conversation about that process. So check out the links in the bio below. You know where to support Ori with Holding Space. You know where to support Simulation so we can continue building out this project. And also, like we mentioned during the show, your support will help us get to those next levels. And it is literally as simple as tiny little donations across any of the platforms below. You can find our PayPal, Patreon, cryptocurrency link, all that cool stuff's below. And go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world. We love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you soon. Peace.